Welcome to episode 83 of Voice in Education. This is Julie Daniel Davis. And today I have with me Thomas Statura of Paranoid. And if that seems a strange name of a company, I think when he explains what he does, you'll understand it a little better. Welcome, Thomas. And could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you. Uh, pleasure to be on board. Um, <clears throat> the company is focused entirely on privacy. That's all we do. And our first product is something that blocks smart speakers from listening all the time. <clears throat> okay. And so what I know from dealing with teachers is that privacy and trust are the main reasons people hesitate using voice assistance. What made you decide to create this product? And what would help with these issues? How does it help? Well, I was uh, literally at uh, my brother-in-law's apartment and they had a smart speaker. It was my first time interacting and being forced in the same room with a smart speaker and as were my kids. And uh, my kids were playing with it and I, I got a very uneasy feeling. I did not like the fact that it was in the room all the time. I was watching what I was saying. Uh, I was worried about what my kids were saying. And uh, it created this uneasy feeling and I invented it at that moment because I felt like there's got to be a solution to this. How do we solve it? And that's where Paranoid came to life. All right. Um, how does it work? How does it work with a voice assistant? So there's no real user manual because it's simple enough that um, all you have to do is say the word Paranoid before you say, hey, Google or whatever the wake word is. And it's a completely separate device that's a physical add-on. It's not just software. It's a physical add-on that effectively cuts the microphones. Um, and in one version, we actually do cut the microphone wires until you say the word paranoid. Once you say the word paranoid, for a brief window of time, the smart speaker has the microphones reactivated. And then later, it cuts the microphones again. So it's impossible to bypass. And I must say, a lot of people have brought up, well, wait a minute, we're trying to prevent a, a device from listening by adding a device that listens. The difference in this loopiness is that our device has no internet connection, has uh, no data, has no Wi-Fi, has nothing, okay. no memory. Right. And so because of that, um, it's safe for it to listen to as much as it is safe for a pen to be in the same room with you because it's got no transmitting out to the rest of the world. Um, and that prevents the smart speaker, which has a lot of connections from listening. Right. Okay. And thanks for, uh, uh, for explaining that because I know that is a little confusing for, for people. Wait a minute. It's still listening. Um, but it's really just device-based, uh, an interface that's device-based and localized, correct? Yes, absolutely. And it's, um, we wouldn't trust it to just be software because software can be manipulated, hacked sure. or whatever. This is a device that you can't hack because there's no connection to anything. So what are your thoughts on using it in a classroom setting? Um, you know, I know that there's regulatory rules and there always have been and they're working to clarify these rules and they're trying to have extra protection in the classroom. But I would say the track record of these companies on obeying the law has been quite poor. And so 
Um, it's one thing to have government come out with regulations and it makes people feel like somebody's doing something. But I feel like knowing that a product like Paranoid exists, um, where you can add it on and it's quite inexpensive, honestly, um, when you're in that, uh, when you know that that product exists, to add it on makes it, um, gives you comfort that you've done something completely separate from the trust of the smart speaker. You're not relying on somebody else to do something to protect the kids. You're doing it and you know that it doesn't rely on anybody else to just obey the rules. So do you think, and in, in because of that, it kind of helps it answer student privacy concerns about privacy? Oh yeah, I let me put it this way. Um, when it comes to our accountants and lawyers and you know, pretty much anybody who's taking care of my kids, I am absolutely <laughs> going to for free um, go and give them uh, one of these devices because I don't want my kids or my lawyers or my accountants not having the privacy um, in their homes or wherever you know my private information is stored. Um, I would absolutely require them to have paranoid. Right, I love uh, and, and I'm interested. I, you mentioned lawyers and things like that. Do you see? Uh, are, first of all, are you on the market? And if you are, do you see that being something that's very interesting? I mean, there are a lot of uh, places where privacy matters more than others. Do you see that being uh, something that is being used in those areas? Yes, and um, I, first off, we are in the market. Okay. Uh, we're doing pre-sales and we're uh, shipping the next batch um, within weeks um, is the next uh, batch going out. The Paranoid Home Button is the next batch because we have a variety of flavors of the product depending on how paranoid you are. Um, we have seen uh, a lot of interest from government, lawyers. Uh -huh. um, you know, from my perspective, I didn't want to be a whistleblower, but I know that there are, I, I would say pretty much every accounting company and every law firm that's got work from home that has smart speakers is violating law by doing it. And I would say that, um, you know, all of the CRA and, you know, IRS and anybody else who's um, working from home, they're probably also violating the law. Um, even if they say, you know, hey, after, you know, COVID was well underway, they realized they need to tighten up things. So they maybe asked some of their employees to turn yeah. it off. I would say there were a lot of violations of yeah. our privacy, our tax records being, you know, collected by, you know, Google or Amazon, um, by these employees just talking about it at home and working through their files. Right. And so we've seen a lot of interest this way. I haven't done any whistleblowing, but I think a lot of people are doing whistleblowing on my behalf to say we really need to do something beyond just make it a rule and say we have to trust the big companies to do it. So lastly, what is your price point? Uh, $39 uh, is, is what the devices currently are at. Um, the retail price is $49, but we're discounting it right now for the pre-sales. All right. Uh, I really appreciate your time today and for being a part. I, I'm very interested in learning more about, I'm going to watch the video on your um, webpage. Can you tell people if they want to learn more where, where they need to go? Um, I would say the first place to go is paranoid.com. We spent a lot of money getting the domain name, as you can imagine. Um, so it's easy to remember. 
And I would encourage them to watch the video. We launched an entire video studio just to promote uh, this product. So we have some very entertaining commercials to, to watch on there. So educators, what I would say is the benefit of this versus you going over and manually turning off your, um, your microphone is that it's hands off. You say the correct word, paranoid, and you don't have to worry about it, listening, not listening. There's no remote that you've got to keep in your hand uh, to turn it off and on, which is really important in an education setting, the ease of use. So I think that this is a perhaps a really good way, if you're concerned about that uh, student privacy and that constant listening, to add this on to your device um, to make you feel more comfortable. If your IT directors are concerned about that, that may be a really good way um, to get this in the classroom for usage. So consider that. Thank you, Thomas, for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much.